Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Peak Northwest, an outdoors and travel podcast by The Oregonian and Oregon Live dedicated to the adventure and exploration of our beautiful Pacific Northwest. I'm Jamie Hale. And I'm Jim Ryan. And together we take you to some of the most beautiful and interesting destinations in our region, discussing where to go, what to do, and places to see. And today, Jamie, we are getting out of rainy western Oregon, heading over the Cascades Passes and dropping into the beautiful and sunny desert of central Oregon. Jim, don't get me wrong here. I love this time of year in Western Oregon. My heart is green and gray. Um, (laughs) The rainy season has firmly set in. And this time of year, I usually like to hunker down for the holidays, do a little rainy day hiking, Mm -hmm. really sort of settle in for the winter. But fall is also one of my favorite seasons to head over to Central Oregon and Eastern Oregon in search of just a little something different, you know? Yeah, 100%. I mean, to kind of harken back to what I was saying just a little bit earlier here. I mean, the the drive, you know, picture for us coming coming from uh, Portland here, you know, you're driving up over Mount Hood. It's rainy or snowy or misty, foggy, whatever, you know, kind of that moody fall weather. And you drop down, you know, the eastern slope headed toward Warm Springs in central Oregon. And just, you know, slowly you get some sun breaks. And then it's, you know, partly cloudy. And then kind of the flip of a switch beautiful sunny central oregon it seems jamie without fail i just love that feeling i mean it feels like a literal escape you're not you know going too far driving a few hours and getting a completely different weather system some maybe a little bit warmer temps and uh you know some some crisp clear beautiful fall skies Yeah, Jim. And of course, under those beautiful fall skies, there are so many cool things to go do check out in Central Oregon. Um, One of the most popular, of course, is one of your favorite spots, Mm -hmm. Smith Rock State Park. Yeah. So, Jamie, we have never actually dedicated an entire show to talking about Smith Rock. And ridiculous. I mean, we've been doing this now. We're about 100 episodes in, give or take. We need we, we need to nail that down, Jamie. <laughs> I think we're over 100 episodes. Are now. we over we, 100 episodes? I feel like we probably passed it and then just didn't recognize it. And... Man, we have like one milestone to look forward to, <laughs> to here on the show and we just blow straight past it. Who knows? We, I mean, I guess we don't need to be all self-important and do uh, any kind of memorializing our contributions to the podcasting world, <laughs> as meager as they may be. But we've never talked about Smith in 
uh, a dedicated episode. So we're breaking that trend today, 100 and however many episodes we are in. Jamie, this fall season is my favorite time to head down to Smith. This in the springtime um, where, you know, the, the temperatures are a little bit cooler. You get, you know, hopefully some clear days, some sunny skies. You have those crisp mornings and nights, um, you know, shorter days than maybe you would like. Um, but you're treated to that gorgeous, gorgeous sunset at Smith Rock, humongous silhouettes of the rocks out in front of you. It is a primo place to be, and it is very solidly Smith Rock season at the moment. Yeah, and you know, Smith Rock is known, of course, as like a rock climber's paradise. And Jim, you know all about that. Um, It's also a good spot to go hiking um, or just to do sort of smaller walks down by the river. Um, A spot you can do some fishing, see some wildlife, get some really awesome views, um, and see some really cool rock formations. It's it's really, you know, it was named one of the seven wonders of Oregon um, back by Travel Oregon when it did that campaign for very good reason. Yep. It's a really phenomenally beautiful spot, however you choose to visit it. However you choose to visit it. And I would say most folks, Jamie, right? There are a lot of climbers on the walls, of course, and, and a lot of folks maybe just, uh, you know, pulling off uh, to catch a view of the park kind of from the the parking area. But I would say most folks, it's safe to venture, are going to Smith Rock to go hike. Mm-hmm. So let's start there and, and start with, uh, Jamie, a trail that is either aptly named or not, uh, maybe <laughs> d- depending on your fitness level, your aptitude for such things. Um, but we were talking before we started recording here about the Misery Ridge trail which uh yeah. jamie i think you called the signature uh signature hiking experience at smith rock and i would tend to agree yeah there's a number of hiking trails at smith rock but you the, the misery ridge loop i think is the way to go if you want to mm-hmm. see a good slice of the park so it's it's only about four miles long through the whole loop there are some really steep sections in the beginning as you're climbing up onto that sort of rock formation um, so I think that's kind of where the name comes from, right? Misery Ridge. What a name. Very dramatic. Um, I found it to be uh, moderately difficult. Mm-hmm. So um, for folks who don't have a lot of hiking experience, it may be you know a real difficult climb. Those who are regular hikers might find it challenging, but definitely doable. But once you get up to the top, you get just these fabulous views. Um, and one of those views you get is of the famous monkey face yes. rock. Uh, just as it sounds, a big rock that kind of looks like a monkey's face. I don't know, Jim, do you see that? Maybe you look at it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's definitely some monkey face look to it. You yeah. might have to, you know, bop around, get a couple different vantage points <laughs> to, to really see it. You know, it is a big rock. Uh, yeah. it, it is not uh, like something someone has carved to make it look like a certain thing. But I think it's it's an apt description, Jamie. Yeah. You know, the light hits it a certain way. You know, it, it's great. I mean, that, that's, I think, kind of one of the iconic views you have mm-hmm. at Smith Rock. And the trail kind of goes back down the other side of the rock from there and then kind of runs alongside the Crooked River there. And you get this really, really nice riverside walk on the other side of the park. And loops back around to the start it's a really really nice way to see the various different parts of smith rock yeah and you know for for those unacquainted with the park itself right you roll up to a parking area that does get quite busy as as jamie said uh smith rock is a very popular destination it's a popular destination 
basically all the time, uh, though, you know, you had weekdays, wintertime, uh, most likely is going to be less busy than peak peak season. But, uh, you know, you roll up there, you're kind of up on, I don't know, Jamie, it's not quite a ridge, but you are up above mm-hmm. the Smith Rock proper, if you will, kind of the main hiking areas, climbing areas, so on and so so forth. And you go down a, a fairly steep trail uh, to reach kind of this little grassy, for lack of a better way of putting it, meadow, though a meadow isn't uh, truly what it is, but a grassy area um, where there's a, a restroom there and a bridge that crosses the Crooked River. And as you cross that bridge, you have just in front of you soaring rock formations, right? Absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. um, you know, volcanic tough, as it's called, is the kind of rock and uh, perhaps some others as well. But, you know, soaring up above you, you hang right and basically start switchbacking your way up. Pretty darn steep trail that, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but gets me breathing heavy by the time mm-hmm. I reach the top of uh, Misery Ridge there. And then, I mean, you essentially gain the top of the, I mean, Smith Rock proper, I suppose. I, I don't know exactly what the main formation is called, but you gain the top of this, um, you know, area where you can r- walk around, take some photos uh, and get just humongous views out to if you have a clear day. Uh, you know, the the sisters, the surrounding mountains, um, and, and just a gorgeous landscape stretching about as far as you can see. Yeah, it really, really is a phenomenal spot. And, you know, for those folks who may think, you know, maybe hiking is not something you are able to do or want to do or have time to do, like Jim said, the the views from the parking lot itself are excellent. And there's some just really nice little viewpoints that you can walk to just after in the parking lot. If you want to be there just for a few minutes or have, you know, a little picnic lunch or a pit stop or something like that from the road, um, you don't have to be adventurous to get these really phenomenal views at Smith Rock. And, you know, one thing just to mention is we're talking about the parking. This is one of the few Oregon State Parks where you do have to pay a fee to park. So it's a $5 fee or unless you have one of the Oregon State Park annual passes, which highly recommend mm-hmm. if you're doing great some deal. state park action. Um, that is a, a great way to do that too. But just be warned, that is something you're going to have to figure out um, before you get there. Yep. And there are pay kiosks around and they mm-hmm. make it super easy for you to be in compliance with that. Um, so Jamie, you have hiking, of course, Misery Ridge is the premier attraction hiking wise. Um, but really, I mean, you can set off to your heart's content, meandering about the park, pick up a map or consult a map, um, you know, link the different trails there as you may. Um, there are some nice kind of meandering, uh, options along the river. Um, you can of course loop the Misery Ridge trail or whatever the proper noun name of that trail is, uh, to go back alongside the Crooked River, as Jamie mentioned, back toward your car, get another view of Monkey Face on the way out and watch some climbers as they work their way up the rocks. Pretty fantastic place to go out and hike, to get a little run in. Um, and, and it's enjoyable in the sense of you can really pick your own adventure, uh, distance and difficulty wise at Smith Rock. I would be remiss not to mention, though, also, Jamie, the option to do a little biking at Smith. I know that's not Mm -hmm. your A number one activity, but uh, you are as a hiker, not on Misery Ridge, but uh, you are sharing kind of the main path around Smith Rock with uh, folks on bikes 
who are out there. Um, you know, I've seen folks with some regularity out enjoying the paths in that way as well. Lots of different ways to explore it. And Jim, of course, we got to talk about the climbing. Yeah, 100%. I know that that is something that, you know, is not something that you just roll up to Smith Rock with no experience or gear. Like that's something that requires some preparation, some training. So tell us, Jim, like how, if, if for folks who are interested in climbing Smith Rock, um, you know, say they don't have any experience. Because if you do, then maybe you don't need this advice. But folks who, who for whom that sounds really appealing, how do you get started doing that? Yeah, I mean, a, a couple different ways that folks can get involved. So the probably number one most recommended way would be to link up with a service that does guiding at Smith Rock. So you can link up with uh, a provider that is there to facilitate a fun, safe, and informative introduction into outdoor climbing for you. And I will vouch for doing guided introductory type clinics or classes, things like that. When you're looking to learn a new skill, learning properly from your first go around is a great way to do it, right? Whether that's learning how to do uh, tying knots for the backcountry and, uh, you know, backcountry first aid, or I want to you know, learn how to do technical rock climbing, whatever it may be, learning correctly from a professional from the get-go is a great way to turn. I try to do personally like one, maybe more, but at least one skill development class a year, whether that's in the rock climbing realm or mountain stuff or safety things to make sure that I'm, you know, continuing to get education in that realm. But you can hire a guide and they will set you up with a rockin' safe and fun day. The other option I would say is going with people you trust who have the skills and can really watch out for you. And, you know, this doesn't mean, at least for me personally, finding somebody on the internet who seems like they know what they're doing and, uh, you know, linking up with them for a day out. It means, hey, I have a friend who really knows what's up. I'm going to, you know, tag along with them and their crew, maybe uh, watch from a distance for a little bit, you know, observe what they're doing and uh, help them ease you into it. Uh, you know, there are ways uh, to get hands-on experience um, with your pals as long as you feel that your pals are educated and are going to help you have a safe and fun time. I mean, it sounds like when I've heard from you, Jim, that, that this time of year especially is just such a beautiful time to climb at Smith Rock or, or even to not climb. It's mm -hmm. a beautiful time to be there in the park itself. Um, I mean, I've heard you talk, you know, off the air about some of the, the, the sights and sounds you've seen there. Give us a sense of what it looks like mm -hmm. in the fall at this time at Smith Rock. Yeah, I mean, I, I should pull up and I can drop in the show notes uh, a, a, a few photos from a time I spent there, or maybe it was back-to-back -back weekends or something like that, but th uh, around this time last year, October, November, um, I mean, you, you walk up to the park, right? You park early in the morning while it's still brisk. You're wearing your puffy jacket, maybe some gloves and a hat. Uh, you know, it, it's chilly, but kind of there's that sense of anticipation that you're going to go do something fun, whether that's hike or bike or go rock climb. Um, you've got kind of the sun uh, shining golden rays on this beautiful rock, you know, different colors, um, just in incredibly scenic. Uh, you kind of hike down to the river 
which is, you know, gurgling underneath the bridge as you pass. And as a rock climber, you essentially pick a direction. You know, you have an idea. There's a guidebook or guidebooks that have a bunch of different rock climbing routes in them. You've probably got a couple picked out for the day. Um, you're going to head over there, find your spot and, uh, you know, set off to do your rock climbing, which for me is a very fun and exciting thing to do, something I very much enjoy. And doing it this time of year is particularly fantastic in large part because the weather is much more conducive to, uh, you know, having a pleasant time out there uh, than it is, say, in the middle of the summertime when it's, you know, pushing upper 80s, 90s, maybe even more. Um, and you're just roasting there in the sun, Jamie. I mean, I, I know you felt the feeling of, uh, man, can I just get some relief out here? Mm -hmm. And relief comes in waves this time of year with cooler temperatures, you know, and a very pleasant experience at Smith. Wow. This, it, this is just, I think, a beautiful time to visit the high desert of Central Oregon. Um, whether you're out on a wall or you're just taking a walk, um, shorter days, of course. So you've got a shorter time. You're going to be out there in the sun, but having that nice, bright sunshine when it's a really sort of crisp and cool day, mm -hmm. I love that feeling. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. great. Yeah. You know, I was just been talking with, with my, my parents about potentially planning some sort of getaway, uh, over, over the Christmas holiday and, uh, talking about perhaps some time spent, uh, in the desert somewhere they are looking to go someplace a little bit warmer. And I'm saying, look, 55 and sunny, 50 and sunny in the desert in the wintertime feels glorious. Yes. Maybe, you know, a long sleeve shirt or a sweatshirt and jeans or sweatshirt and long pants. But man, uh, that, I mean, unless there's a biting wind or something, that feels quite enjoyable. Absolutely. You know, and of, of course it gets a little bit cooler at night yeah. in the desert, um, which makes sense. Um, and I think that leads us to one uh, sort of final thing we should touch on when we talk about Smith Rock, and that is overnight camping. Yeah. So um, there's not like a campground like you're used to seeing at most other state parks. Smith Rock is kind of unique in this sense. Um, there's a campground that's open May 27 or November 15. And it's, um, how do I pronounce this word, Jim? Biv bivouac? You got it. There you go. Okay. All right. We'll call uh, it just, we call it the bivy, the bivy campground. Okay. Okay, what what can you tell us about about the bivy and how this is a sort of a different camping experience that folks are used to at state parks? Yeah, so basically you uh, come in, you park in the parking lot, standard, you know, uh, circular like lollipop loop style parking lot. Find your spot, pay uh, for your place to camp. Basically, it's not dispersed camping, but it feels like that in the sense of you don't go back and get your campsite number, plant your flag on it, or, you know, put your piece of paper on the little post out front and say, this is my site. Um, it's just a number of spots out in kind of this area in the park where you can set up a tent. Um, you're supposed to be quiet, uh, you know, during certain hours, or you should be quiet. I, I don't know what the rules are specifically, but uh, during certain hours, and it's just, uh, you know, a place that you can camp away from your vehicle. Basically, Jamie, it's a place to crash for rock climbers <laughs> and other folks. It is not like uh, roll up in my RV, you know, hook up to electric and, uh, you know, roll out my awning, get my, uh, you know, uh, indoor outdoor carpet set up and uh, post up for the weekend decidedly the opposite of that yeah yeah I've, I've heard some rumblings in recent years about um oregon parks and recreation department 
possibly making a a more full campground at Smith Rock, given the popularity. But for now, you have this first come, first served uh, bivy situation, um, like Jim described. So if you're looking to camp out at Smith Rock, that is what you're going to find. Well, we are going to talk about some other really cool things to do out in the area of Smith Rock, out there in Central Oregon. But first, we're going to take a short break. Okay, we are back talking about Smith Rock State Park and some other spots to check out that are kind of around the same area as Smith there in the high desert of Central Oregon. So, Jim, I know you spend a lot of time at Smith Rock, but like what are some of your other favorite spots to hit when you're in that area? Mm -hmm. So, Jamie, in all seriousness, when I go down to Smith, I am like up early, going climbing for most of the day going to bed, waking up and doing it again. That is pretty much <laughs> my scene, right? Uh, I'm I, I'm not doing like the half day and then go do some other item nearby. All of that said, though, there is tons to do down in that mm-hmm. neck of the woods. I mean, you can bop over to Bend, you can bop over to Sisters. Uh, I'll pause for a moment on uh, the Crooked River, which runs directly through Smith Rock State Park. It is that little bridge that I referenced going over um, the river itself. That river is the Crooked. Um, it is a beautiful, scenic, very enjoyable place. If you just drive not terribly far from Smith Rock State Park, there's excellent access to the Crooked River, which is, as I've said, uh, tremendously beautiful. It has a very desert-like feel to it. If you are into fly fishing, it is an excellent place to do that, though any angler would tell you, look ahead and read the regulations. I don't know what seasons are in and out this time of year, but uh, it's an excellent place to go fly fishing. And uh, Jamie, just a beautiful locale all in all. So I'll, I'll throw a recommendation out there for checking out the Crooked River. And I know you have one uh, kind of sleeper pick, Jamie, that you are really hot on this time of year. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, if you if you follow the Crooked River upriver, uh, just not too far, a little bit farther to the north, it will intersect with two other rivers, Metolius and Deschutes Rivers. And right there, there's a, a sort of a reservoir that has been formed called Lake Billy Chinook. And the state park site there is the Cove Palisades State mm-hmm. Park, which is in the summertime, it is a huge spot for boaters. So there's a marina there on the lake. And what you're used to getting out of that park in the summer is just a lot of sort of loud boat noises. <laughs> there's a beautiful trail there that hikes up um, and looks over the park. Um, it's is just a phenomenal spot. But what I like to do is go to the park when, after the marina has closed for the season in the fall. And there's some really nice little cabins there right there on the lake that you can rent that are still open a little bit later in the season. Jim, I went out there in the fall a couple of years ago and it was like, it must have been a weekday, a Wednesday or Thursday or something. I had the entire place to myself. No one else was staying at the cabins. It was just me and the quiet of the lake. And I sat up and made a fire um, just right there on the lakeshore and just watched like a half moon cross the sky over the lake in that kind of that that clear desert air and just heard these crazy strange sounds coming out of the desert. I have no idea what they were. Uh, <laughs> just such a beautiful evening. And I, I love that. And it's we talked before about like, you know, zigging when other people zag, right? Mm-hmm. Looking for those opportunities when, you know, the main 
activity is no longer in season, that's when you go and you get the whole place to yourself. So highly, highly recommend the cabins there at the Cove Palisades. And, you know, if you're looking for a place to camp near Smith Rock, you don't want to do the bivy thing. There are a couple different campgrounds there at the Cove Palisades. Not really sure about the seasons. I think one of them is closed um, for much of the year. But that is an option if you want to do more traditional camping and you want to be in that same area. Jamie, am I remembering correctly one of your spooky campfire stories involved camping at Cove Palisades, or am I wrong? There? <laughs> oh my God, you're right. Yeah, all the the mule deer. Yeah, I believe, uh, folks, if you want to hear all our spooky stories, can go back in our archives and listen. Um, but yeah, I believe it was uh, making dinner after dark. Uh, I think it was in the, the early spring at the Cove Palisades, and my, you know, just looking up after hearing sounds and seeing just like, a dozen eyes illuminated all around yeah. me by my headlamp and just looking right back down. <laughs> let's, just, <laughs> let's pretend those eyes are yep. not there. I didn't see you. Didn't see you there. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. Oh, man. That is great. I, I was like, this sounds very familiar. Uh, we've talked about this before. We are only touching the tip of the iceberg of what's available to folks in central Oregon. You know, you could go hit a hike somewhere, you know, out of Bend. You could go do the Deschutes River Trail. Um, you could go hike up Black Butte closer to Sisters. Basically, the imagination is your limit um, this time of year in central Oregon, though, as Jamie has noted, limited by shorter days, you know, the the uh, sun setting earlier in the evening and, uh, of course, needing to be aware of the potential for snow in higher elevation places, as, uh, of course, it is November. And that is such a thing at this point in time, which makes me happy. And uh, what was my third thing? I don't. Oh, my third thing is, yeah, it's going to be cold uh, for a good portion <laughs> of uh, of the morning and getting chilly into the evening. Wear your puffy jacket, your your fleece, your winter hat, or at least bring that stuff along to keep yourself cozy and happy. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, Jimmy talked about stopping off at a couple of cities. Sisters, of course, great spot. Um, stop at Snowcap Drive-In for Ooh, a burger yes. and a milkshake. Um, Bend, I've done Bend in the fall before, and I've just had a fabulous time. Um, I think it's a great place to anchor if you want a bed, uh, if you want just a home base to explore some of this stuff around there. Um, just to toss out some recommendations around Bend, the High Desert Museum is a great spot. Um, check out some of the uh, natural and cultural history of Oregon. Um, also, the uh, soaking pool at the old St. Francis School, which is McMiniman's property in Bend. I love the soaking pool. It's got like an open air top. It's, you know, um, just... I, I think I went there again on the weekday in this time of year and had the whole pool to myself one night. Um, just a really cool spot to stop off at. And so much good food and drink in Bend. And Jim, I know that you and I are both big fans of Banta, Ooh. the our <laughs> yes. natural artisan gelato place. Um, you know, I know the weather might be cool in the evenings, but my God, it's always a good day for a nice cup of gelato. It is always ice cream, always gelato season, Jamie. You are speaking <laughs> my language. Uh, it is never too chilly to indulge in a good cup of gelato. So, Jamie, I see no better way to end this episode. Things to do in Central Oregon. Smith Rock proper, but worth the foray into Bend, if only for the gelato, than on that <laughs> note. So, folks, until next time here on the show, you can watch our videos on the Oregonians YouTube channel. 
Follow us on Instagram at Peak Northwest and view all of our travel and outdoors coverage on OregonLive.com slash travel. Please leave us a rating or review if you enjoy the show. And if you want to support this podcast and our local journalism, please consider a subscription to Oregon Live. You can find details, of course, at OregonLive.com slash pod support. This episode of the show was produced by me, Jim Ryan, alongside Jamie Hale and Andrew Thien. Stay safe and happy travels, everyone. Until next time, we leave you with this 10 seconds of Zen.